Well, hey, friends, welcome to Halfway There. This is a very special bonus edition of the show. I'm going to share with you just a very uh, relatively short clip. It's about eight minutes or so, maybe nine, um, with our guest this week, Mark Allen Shelsky. Mark is a pastor. He's an author. If you listen to this week's episode, you already know that. Um, but he wrote this book called The Wisdom of Your Heart, Discovering the God-Given Purpose and Power of Your Emotions. And I just thought it was so... Uh, just deeply powerful. And he um, he kind of talks about that in this additional conversation that we had. Now, that conversation that we had is actually available in full. So what I'm going to play for you is about a nine-minute clip that will give you just a, a brief taste of the kind of conversation that we had. And then um, the whole conversation will be available to you in full if you are a Patreon supporter. So you know that I recently rolled out Patreon for Halfway There. Uh, if you like the show, I want to ask you to support the show. Uh, it can be as little as $5 a month. It doesn't have to take very much. Um, I just want to know that you're out there, that you love it, that it's making a difference in your life, and that it's worth uh, just, a, just a couple of bucks to you as well as I try to support my family and keep the show going. Podcasting is a uh, medium that's not cheap. It um, definitely takes some uh, investment and that's okay. I love it. And I would do this uh, whether or not you support it or not. I'm happy for you to be to be here. But I also want to give you the opportunity because I know that the things that we're invested in become more important to us. They become things that we, uh, we want to uh, promote. We want to share with others and we want to uh, make a bigger part of our life. And uh, I'd like to to um, help you find the things that uh, our guests say and use uh, and teach us uh, from their stories. I'd love to help you uh, make those a bigger part of your story as well. Okay, so here is uh, just a brief bit of our conversation with Mark Shelsky. Yeah, so you must have discovered some things about what was happening there and eventually kind of dug into emotions uh, kind of as a, as a topic of study. Right, I did, right. That's part of who I am. I'm a student. I love to kind of get my head around things. That's what I've always done as a preacher, you know, where I would dig into a topic and sort of submerge myself in it and then bring up the gems to share with people, you know, and so that was natural for me. And I think probably it also gave me a way to feel like I had some sense of direction in a situation where I was completely out of my depth, you know? And so I just began to study and, uh, taking what was happening in my therapy and taking what was happening in my study, you know, began to, uh, look at what was really happening inside of me and began to pay attention. Uh, my journaling took a much different perspective. It took a much different shift to looking at my inner life and uh, my counseling took a big shift. And, you know, as time passed, I began to see changes and I began to talk about those with folks in my community. And that's really the genesis of the book. I didn't set out to write the book. I set out to find healing but when I started talking about it with other people in my faith community, they said, wow, we've never heard a pastor talk about this stuff. We've yeah. never had emotions talked about in the context of church. And particularly at that moment, I was in a very vulnerable place. I'd, I'd sort of come to a spot, I think, in my, in my conversation with the Holy Spirit, I'd come to a spot where I knew how broken I was. And it was a question in my heart, should I continue in my ministry? Am I 
healthy enough? Am I safe enough to be in this role? And, you know, I talked about that with the leaders at that time. And in my conversation with the Holy Spirit, the way I got a sense of permission to continue was the idea that really the only source of credibility I had left was to be completely authentic and vulnerable about my circumstances mm-hmm. and what was happening with me. That that I could not operate from a platform of being an expert. I couldn't operate from a platform of, you know, oh, I've got 15 years at that point of ministry. I'm a professional. Like I still had a job to do and I could do that job, but I could only have credibility if I was doing it from a platform of honesty about my journey. And yeah. uh, that was really painful because, you know, it's, it's way more fun to tell your stories when they're victory stories, right? <laughs> you know, right. and, and uh, not only is it more fun, but I think a lot of people who come to church prefer that, you know, they, they want to hear the stories that when you get to the end of the service, there's a bow on it and you're like, oh yeah, God is good. And that wasn't where I was at. I was yeah. in a dark tunnel. And so to be able to pastor and preach and not put my stuff on other people and yet be honest about the fact that here is where I am. Um, that was new for me and it was new for our church and uh, people responded to that in a, in a really significant way. Yeah. That's so interesting because there, we all like the stories in scripture where there is a dramatic victory. Right. Lost, but also, uh, you know, there are stories of, you know, being enslaved for 400 years. For right. The- Right, like right. Well, even that story, I think that's a great example. Even that story, which is so central to our faith and to Judaism, that story, we usually tell it from the perspective of crossing the Red Sea, coming into the promised land, right? right. And those are parts of the story. But part of the story is also 400 years in slavery. Part of the story is being chased by Pharaoh to the Red Sea, thinking you're going to die. Part of the story is looking at the Red Sea, thinking like, well, we're completely yes. hosed here. Like there's no possible way we can get out of this. Part of the story is seeing the giants and being terrified that you've been led astray. Part of the story is sitting in a desert going, man, I wish we'd stayed in slavery because at least we would have had something to eat, right? That's all part of the story. And we don't tell the story that way. Well, I think so much about the experience of those things, right? And you did a good job just explaining those. But I mean, it's one thing to read on a page, okay, you know, they're tired of eating manna, right? <laughs> right it's right. another thing when you had the same meal for three, you know, like, oh, I feel make, when I used to work in a, in an office, she'd make the same, she'd make a bunch extra, you know, for the meal. So yeah, whatever we had at night, so then I'd have it for the next morning or sometimes I'd have it or for the next afternoon for lunch. Then sometimes it'd be like, there'd be so much that I'd be like two other meals. And so I'd be eating this thing all week. <laughs> I, mean, I have a two right. meal limit, right? That's it. Right. right. <laughs> But you have the, but you know, it it gives you a little taste of that. And day after day after day, yeah, there's an experience, there's a desire, there's like I want something else that yeah. matters. Yeah, matters. Yeah. And I think that's where, um, you know, sometimes we get lost because we can. It's easy to just look at that and go, okay, well that was that was sinful. Yeah, they were grumbling and complaining, but there's a human element to that that actually does matter. So right. Um, you have to go through it sometimes to get to the victorious parts. So you sounds like you're able to to kind of do that. Well, I'm the victory. I think is still in coming. You know, I am sure. I am in a much better place than I was seven years ago or five years ago. Um, I have a much clearer awareness 
of what's happening inside of me. And that gives me access to be a better husband and a better dad and a better pastor. That's all new, you yeah. know, but it's an ongoing recovery process. And, and so the, the, the narrative that begins the book, um, the book's not a, a memoir. It's not my whole story, but it starts with this, context of my story and then dives into some of the things that I learned. And those things were really crucial because they allowed me then to have a way to talk about or understand what was happening in me and why I was reacting to you or the circumstance, the way that I was, and and gave me a, a moment where I could make choices about how I would respond, which was completely new for me. Like my, my circumstance before was I was feeling a lot of painful stuff. I was repressing most of it. I was feeling driven to solve that discomfort. And I was making choices that were predominantly oriented around not feeling that way anymore. And that wasn't purposeful. And it, and it often wasn't spirit led and it wasn't, um, you know, necessarily compassionate towards other people. Like one of the terrifying things I learned in therapy was how often the way that I served other people was really predicated on me not wanting to feel conflict with them. Mm. So if I would serve them in a certain way, then I could feel okay. Right. Mm. And that suddenly strips away this holy motivation of service that I'm supposed to have as a pastor where <laughs> like I'm supposed to serve other people out of a motive of love and, and a desire to be like Christ in their life. And the, the therapist peels this layer back and she's like, are you, are you sure you're not just doing it so you can feel better? Well, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's brutal, right? You know, so now I've got to rethink, well, why am I serving? Why do I respond to people the way that I do when they call me or text me and say, hey, pastor, I need, you know, why do I respond to my wife the way that I do? How much of my relationship with my wife is honestly manipulating our interactions so that I don't feel in conflict with her? Right. Like not solving the problems, not hearing her, just manipulating it so that we can end this interaction, not feeling that clenching in my gut. Okay, well, what does that even mean for our relationship? You know, so all of a sudden, I'm kind of being deconstructed on a very deep level. But getting to understand the function of my emotions gave me the tool set to go through that stuff in a way that was productive. Yeah. So I want to talk about some of those tools and some of the... Um, you know, some of the things that you learned, because I think our friends here listening or watching are going to be able to learn from that as well. And, uh, you know, obviously we're not gonna be able to cover everything in the book. So friends, you can go put, I'll put links in the show notes so you guys can go pick that up. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mark Shelsky. If you want more, there's a lot more. And this is only nine minutes. I think we talked for an hour and four or something, hour and nine, something like that. It is a much longer conversation. We go much deeper into the ideas in his book. Uh, you can get that at Patreon. So just go to halfwaytherepodcast.com. And up at the top, there's a link that says support. You can go ahead and click that support button. Uh, if you support at any level, you will get the rest of the conversation with Mark as well as every single month an additional conversation that you can get both in video and audio if you want to watch it as well. And I hope you will do that. Also, if you're at uh, the $25 level, you'll get a free t-shirt. I'll send you a Halfway There podcast 
t-shirts uh or if you do 25 dollars or more so hope you enjoy that thanks so much for downloading this episode keep the faith my friends and i hope to see you over on patreon